Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome to One Up Delivered Through the AI Podcast channel. I am your host, as usual, Guy Drinkle. And I've got Carl Megan. How are you doing, Carl? Not too bad, Guy. How about yourself? Other than it being bloody freezing, uh, I'm okay, but my heater makes noise in my room, so I can't put it on for the podcast. So that's what I suffer through, people. Um, but anyway, as this will probably be a long one, as you expect by now, we have a lot to get through, and we're going to continue our... our Last gen gaming memories uh, show, running theme show, whatever. Um, but we also have the game awards to talk about. But we've got um, a couple of news stories. Uh, we have a big one. I'm sure you can guess what it is with a certain game that launched. But we're going to do some uh, movie tie in news first. And that is someone being cast as Solid Snake, uh, Carl. Yeah, so our first story, Metal Gear Solid movie to star Oscar Isaac as Solid Snake. And the full story comes from Jay Peters over at The Verge. So go go give that a read if you haven't already. And Jay writes, Sony's upcoming Metal Gear Solid movie adaptation will star Oscar Isaac as protagonist Solid Snake, according to Deadline. You might be familiar with Isaac as Resistance fighter Poe Dameron in the latest Star Wars film trilogy and his upcoming role as Duke Leto Atreides in Dune and I think he could be a great fit to play Solid Snake apparently Isaac did too as he cast himself for the role in a previous interview the Metal Gear Solid movie which is still in development will be directed by Jordan Vaught Roberts but like some other movie adaptations of video games this one has been in development for years Metal Gear Solid creator Hideo Kojima first revealed that a movie was in the works all the way back in 2006. A start date for production is still unknown, according to Deadline, so it doesn't seem like we should expect the movie anytime soon. And you can read the full story over on The Verge. So what do you think of this casting, Guy? Um, 
Yeah, I mean, I'm not, I'm not too familiar with Metal Gear Solid. Um, so cool. <laughs> Oscar Isaac's a good actor. I mean, it Solid Snake. Right, this is gonna be sound stupid, but is Big Boss Man and Solid Snake the same person? Um, Solid Snake is a clone of Big Boss. <laughs> That's all I need. To right. Say. Okay. Yeah, so they have the same. They had the same. They looked the same. They had the same voice actor in the games. So they were both. Uh, well, Keith, as, it wasn't Keith Sutherland, was it? Well, uh, yeah, except for that last that last game. Obviously, yeah. <laughs> they recast it for Keeper Sutherland. Uh, David Hayter, um, yeah, was the voice actor for the the previous yeah. games. Um, yeah, for, I, I don't know. I really like Oscar Isaac. He's a great mm. actor, and it's you know clearly he has an interest in the franchise as he cast himself last year. Yeah. So I, I I gather he's you know we he, he's a bit of a nerd and he's a he's a gamer and you know that that's always a good thing. I mean, just look at uh, Henry Cavill's mm. portrayal of Geralt, which is pretty good. As he himself is a gamer, it's always good for them to have an actual passion about it. But it's still kind of weird because, you know, I, I think of Solid Snake as being the, with this really kind of rough voice and that. And, and Oscar Isaac doesn't have that. But, you know, that, that doesn't mean that the, the character can't be, be played in a slightly different way and, and done justice. So it, it's an interesting casting. But what's really interesting to me, Guy, which I only kind of noticed um, when I seen this news story, was Jordan Vaught-Roberts is the director attached and he provided the likeness for a character in death stranding called the the film director. So he's obviously friendly with Hideo Kojima. So even though Konami won't want Hideo Kojima having an official involvement, considering Hideo Kojima obviously has connections to Jordan Vaught Roberts and Hideo Kojima's interest in movies you know he's a huge movie buff if you follow him on twitter he just posts pictures of blu-rays he buys and stuff all the time i wonder if he'll unofficially have some influence on this movie which could be a positive for the movie that that you know the 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 man who created metal gear solid you know maybe will be a little whispering whisper in the ear of the director quite possibly quite possibly i mean yeah i mean we've seen a cu- is it a couple? I, can- I I don't. I soon as if I didn't even play five, but what was it? Survival and all that. As soon as Kojima left it, that that kind that franchise kind of just died. Until probably PS or Sony picks it up in sometime in the future, you'd imagine. Um. Yeah. Kind of unofficially, that it'd be quite cool, I suppose. As you say, he's wanted to make a movie and try try to make the weirdest games possible that I kind of like movies. Um, funny enough Sony are actually producing this movie so it'll be interesting to see if that ties into the PlayStation side of things and we maybe get like a a game tie-in exclusive to to PlayStation quite possibly quite possibly Um, I mean it's obviously not the only game franchise that's coming to film I mean we haven't covered it in the news but what what do you make of Tom Holland as as, uh, Nathan Drake I I know I think you're like me, albeit I've only played one of the Uncharted games. It's not your biggest uh, cup of tea. Yeah, I've never really gotten the chance to get into the series. It's it's a series I've always wanted to, to play more of, but I just always get sidetracked when I tried to play it. Um, but 
you know, it's it's obviously it's a different approach to the character. He's supposed to be a younger Nathan Drake. Um, obviously, you have Mark Wahlberg apparently playing a younger Sully as well. So, um, it, it's an it, it's it'll be interesting. I like Tom Holland. Obviously, he plays Spider Man, as everyone knows. I'm a huge Spider Man fan, and I very much approve of his acting in the role. So, uh, I'll be interesting. It'll be interesting to see it. Um, I I think these days. In general, video game movies are being pay, um, kind of given a lot more respect than they may have been. Like in the, the past, they were just simply cash grabs. And to, to varying degrees, obviously, we've seen more go into them. You know, the, obviously, the, the, the recent Tomb Raider, uh, Sonic in its own right, obviously, Detective Pikachu. So, uh, you know, I'd, I'd, I'd be quietly confident that this can be a, a, a decent uh, movie at the end of the day. Yeah, you kind of hope so, because, I mean, <clears throat> I think people kind of almost championed the original Resident Evil films, but even they weren't <laughs> that good. <laughs> I, I mean, the, the first one was okay, but after that it just got ridiculous. Yeah, it kind of became <laughs> absolutely a, ridiculous. It was like a meme of a game, of a film, wasn't it? It was... Uh watchable but it was it was like something you'd watch on sci-fi wouldn't it um but anyway we'll move on to the bigger news story um and i'm sure you've seen this sony has begun refunding unhappy cyberpunk 2077 uh, 2077 fans playing on playstation 4 yeah, so this story comes from Vicky Blake over at Eurogamer, so give it a read if you haven't already. And Vicky writes, Sony is reportedly refunding Cyberpunk 2077 players unhappy with the game's performance on PS4, even past the typical two-hour playtime limit, according to posts on social media. A quick glance at the hashtag, quote, Cyberbug2077, end quote, exemplifies the type of performance issues and crashes players are experiencing. But base PS4 users in particular seem most affected. As detailed in Digital Foundry's analysis that discusses the, quote, exceptionally poor performance, end quote, on PS4 and Xbox One. One post also alleged that Sony was, quote, issuing a business complaint to CDPR, about the issues, end quote. But at the time of writing, there's no confirmation of this claim. And you can read the full story over at Eurogamer. So yeah, Cyberpunk is broken, particularly on last-gen consoles. Feels weird calling them last-gen consoles, seeing as I still have one set up. But nonetheless, it's it's broken. I mean, uh, what, are, what are your thoughts on this guy? What, what have you seen? Um, I obviously have the game, but I have it on xbox series x which is apparently the least broken version for it especially on console um well on console because the pc version is apparently quite good <laughs> uh, and to be fair i mean in my experience the xbox port um it's not fine i've had the odd crash i mean i've probably only had two crashes um and not too many bugs. You get the odd thing where you walk through a wall or a car like transports through you or something like that. But it's not really affected my enjoyment of the game. So be it like, obviously, The Witcher had its bugs back on the day where you had flying horses and teleporting children and stuff like that. Um, so I've kind of had them in in terms of <clears throat> in a fun buggy type type of way. But looking at the footage, how it runs on 
even on PS5, um, it, it's not that great. Like people have been saying, it's had new numerous crashes every time they try and do certain things. Um, the city isn't as live as isn't as alive as um, it should be, and even the graphics aren't that good. Because on Xbox, you can pick between um, performance and uh, quality mode, whereas on the PlayStation, you can't. Or on PS5, you can't, I should say. Um, and the PS, well, the base PS4 and the base Xbox One, literally, I don't know. It looks like some nightmarish hellscape of a game. Um, <laughs> I, I saw IGN did a separate review and give it a four, which seems quite generous considering the footage I've seen. Um, so yeah, it's it's just it. Thing is, the game itself for me is not a letdown. I'm I'm not, I'm not near the end or anything like that. I'm in I'm in I'm in act two. So my experience with it, it maybe I expected more, but hopefully they fix it and when the next gen version comes out, that's maybe when I can give a, a full breakdown of it. But my experience is fine so far, but I can't just say, oh, it's fine, stop complaining. But the other people who've experienced it like this, it, it's such a letdown because people keep saying, imagine if Activision or EA brought a game out like this, they'd be hell on. Whereas it's not been forgiven because it's CD Projekt Red, but it's not it's not the backlash you'd kind of expect if it was one of them other ones I mentioned. Yeah, it's funny you say that. I've I've kind of noticed that myself, and and it, it's it's easy to forget that The Witcher Three was broken on PC when it first released and and had to be patched over time. Um, so no doubt they will uh, fix it over time. And and I think it's because of that that the people are almost giving them a free pass, as if to say, oh well, they fixed The Witcher Three and that turned out to be one of the best games ever. So you know, this it'll be grand, sure. Um, so it is weird. I've also seen it. I have heard that the Xbox Series X is the best, or Series S, either either is the best place to play it, um, because obviously um, it's it's um, obviously been the the next gen consoles. Although it's not a next gen version, it is um, they they are somewhat enhanced by the new consoles in terms of the frame rates and the the loading speeds and stuff. So the the games play a bit better on on PS5 and Xbox Series X, particularly on the the Xbox Series consoles. But I've seen people say that that that's proof that Xbox is better. But I, I think what they're kind of, these people are ignoring is the fact that the Xbox One version is optimized for Xbox One X, mm. while the PS4 PS4 version is optimized for PS4 Pro, and we know the Xbox One X is a more powerful console than the PS4 Pro, so therefore that's that's to be expected. That's so why we, the Xbox we've confirmed version is that, better. We've confirmed that One X is better than the Pro. <laughs> wow, we know it. We know it is. It's got a lot more teraflops. But um, obviously, when the next gen versions come out, it'll be interesting to see which version, you know, performs better. But I mean, it was a concern of mine in regards to, you know, we we talked about it on the podcast. The way now we're dealing with, you know, effectively three schools for for PS in terms of PS4, PS4 Pro, and PS5. And then, technically speaking, four SKUs for the Xbox because the Xbox One. 
S is a slightly more powerful console than the OG Xbox One. So you, you've got the Xbox One, the Xbox One S, the Xbox One X, and the Xbox Series. And five, really, if you want to say the Xbox Series X, because it is technically a little better than the, the Series S. So that was my concern. How are they going to support like these new games on especially the original Xbox One and the original PS4, and now we're seeing how they're going to support them, which isn't very good. I'm sure, as I said, they will patch it and it will be better, but I don't think they're going to be able to completely fix it completely. Like the PS4, if you play Cyberpunk 2077 on PS4 or the base Xbox One, you were going to have a far, far inferior experience than playing it on the 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 new consoles. I mean, I I recall um, when Nintendo released the new 3DS, and there was one of the um, the, the you know the the Dynasty Warriors type games. Like, mm. I can't remember which game. I think it was the the Zelda one. Um, the the that one uh, came out on the 3DS. And it ran like crap. And then when the Fire Emblem one came out, they put like branding on it to say like it it was aimed at the new 3DS because they didn't want the same problem again. And I, I do wonder if, you know, eventually they're going to have to start recommending to people, you know, don't play this on a base PS4 or a base Xbox One because it will play like crap. Um, mm. Because that's just a reality. It's very difficult to balance it across all these various schools and i know people say well for pc they can you can have low performance mid performance higher performance but i just think that's that's a different space in in a lot in some ways still i mean yeah it'd be nice if they were honest with them because i think i'm sure um cd project red came out and said we we didn't get chance to communicate the problems properly but I'm sure I've seen screenshots all over Twitter saying, "Oh, it's run, running surprisingly well on on last gen and stuff like that." And it's you just can't do that. Like this is meant to be the most hyped game of a generation, and to say, "Oh, we've we've made this game that can run basically on three gens," as you say, we've got the base consoles and then Xbox with their two, the PlayStation Pro and and five and series consoles so it's i think it's just been untruthful really obviously it's complicated for for all developers in this situation but if your game is overly ambitious and it's had a i think it's an eight to ten year developmental cycle you gotta be on like i think consumers or gamers would just appreciate honesty we've we've kind of been lied to a lot by numerous developers like Look at EA. EA's reputation is in the to- deservedly in the toilet. And, I mean, maybe Jedi Fall in order to help claw that back a bit, but they had to give um, Respawn a bit of freedom to do stuff like that. But after the Battlefront crack and loot box crack and all that stuff, like, you can't just be honest. Well, the- Cyberpunk obviously needed to be delayed for a bit, or they needed to can... Um, last gen's development of it or did say this game will not be a true representation as you say so I think if they were just honest obviously it would have been disappointing and you kind of been strung along for years 
But if they said this is an unacceptable product to put on a base Xbox on a base PlayStation, I think people would understand. It'd be very disappointing, but if they just went, this is what the game would have looked like on PlayStation 4 and Xbox One base, people would have been like, holy hell, I will just wait. And I think they'd appreciate that. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I think this it, it's been a whole mess for them this year. Because obviously, the change in situation, yeah. you know, moving to work from home, and they have it's taken them a while to adapt it. I have no doubt, if not for COVID, they'd probably have gotten this game out probably even earlier in the year that it, we'd have had the PS5 version and na- and the Xbox Series version natively as well this year. But uh, I, I think it's it's been a mess. But they they should have just realized how much in the shit they were earlier this year and just said you know look we're delaying it till may 21 or whatever and then you know take that extra time get it out get out a version you know get get out a version that that plays reasonably well at all levels you know you know you know on your ps4 your xbox one base you're, you're gonna get the the worst version but it's going to be a playable worst version you know you're going to get a, a decent version on the the pro and the the xbox one x and then you're going to get obviously a the best version on the next gen consoles but instead they've they've basically just because they, they felt after all the delays that, that they had to get something out so they've put out you know a, a version that's that does doesn't run well enough on the consoles that it's been released for need the new consoles to get an acceptable version of it again it, it might play well on xbox one x i haven't read too much about that i'd assume it would given how it's better on series x it might be acceptable on there but the fact that of, of technically speaking the eight schools that you're aiming for you need maybe maybe three of them work well enough i mean that's that's just not not acceptable and uh, like i mean I, I haven't bothered getting the game i wanted to get it but i haven't bothered because what's the point i can't get a playstation 5 if i pay it on my ps4 pro it's going to be a crappy experience i have other games to play it's not do or die like i, I can wait uh you know a, a, until i can get either a ps5 or yeah, well, basically, either if they patch the game or I get a PS5, that's that's really the options there. So, it it is unfortunate, and I've no doubt, like you know, it's the kind of game I could see, you know, co- you know, in some circumstances, companies take it on themselves to re-review a game. Usually, it's with games that are evolving, but we've seen it with like No Man's Sky and stuff, and it went from yeah. getting like sixes and sevens to getting eights and nines and even tens from the odd, odd place. So they they might when it's all said and done re-reviewed i'm sure they certainly will re-review the it when the next gen versions come out and it, i'm sure it'll get nines and tens but it's still just you know i still love said a product red as a developer but i just think they've they've handled things badly in in this instance unfortunately yeah i think as a as a company obviously <clears throat> i was more of a I wouldn't say a casual gamer back then, but when Witcher Three was coming out, I hadn't I hadn't heard of him. I'd played a Witcher Two. I wasn't. I'm not. I'm not even even now. I'm not into big. Not big into each developer and the ins and outs of everything. But obviously, you know, CD Projekt Red because they made my best game of last year. Um, so I I think that was kind of the case for a lot of people. So coming into their next game or their next big project after the DLCs, 
it was it was always going to be probably pressure that they've not known as a studio. So I think they just crumbled under the pressure and I think obviously them being publicly owned and on the stock market, it would have, if they, um, what's the word, delayed it again, it obviously would have affected their stock price, but looking it's at the affected news, it yeah, anyway. I was going to say, I was going yeah. <laughs> to say, it looks like it's affected it anyway. So it would have been horrendously annoying for them to delay it again, especially on short notice. But I mean, if they, whenever they delayed it, back in the springtime or late winter time, if they just kind of delayed it indefinitely, I think it would have been more understanding, say, if they delayed it and said November, as they originally did, and then, oh, we're going to put it back. Because we we said at the time, they delayed it for three to four weeks, didn't they? And we were like, what was the point? (laughs) So... Obviously, Especially if Cinema had gone gold. Like. Yeah, exactly. And we've kind of seen the results of that because they've had, I think they had a day one 50 gig patch. They've That's had, what I was about to ask you. Was there a day one patch? I hadn't, hadn't they, seen anything of that. They, so I pre-installed it like a week in advance. Then it updated. So I think the base game was 50. And I think the day one patch was another 50 or round about that. And I think they've added, because there was that, um, the epilepsy problem and the music hotfix. So they've had a quick patch already, and I think they've confirmed there's going to be monthly big patches to try and fix the game and how they <laughs> want. Which just begs the question, if you already knew that you need to do big patches monthly, just put just put it back till, till springtime, when hopefully there's some form of normality, but you can work it at your own pace. So I think the original delay should have just been, we're really sorry, but COVID's kind of screwed us, and we need we need time because we simply don't know when we'll get back to normality. And this game is hella big, so please be patient. Yeah. No, I think they're one company who who would get that patience, and it's not like they're hurting for money. I mean, the The Witcher Three is still selling to this day, and they've got GOG as well, obviously, which is as part of the company, and they they make money there, and they publish other games for smaller developers i believe um on the pc side of things so i mean they they they, they could have you know they, they could have waited it would have hurt them a bit but i i think you know long term now that this, this is gonna have damaged their rep and and people talk about you know i remember when we talked we talked about in our, our um retrospective last time that we were talking about fallout 4 and how that that disappointed people um, because they just didn't think Bethesda put a, enough in into improving the engine and stuff from the previous titles, and how then you know people point out how said a product red had had outdone Bethesda at their own thing, and now here is said a product red dropping the ball. And I know, as I said, the The Witcher Three wasn't didn't play very well on PC and had to be fixed up. But this is on another level of of dropping the ball, and and it's just a shame that it's happened because yeah, they, 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 oppo- they wanted to do it opposite way around this time. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Yeah, maybe maybe uh, Starfield will come out next year and and be amazing. <laughs> Don't jinx that. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I just it's just it's a shame because I was I was so excited about this game and. And I kind of feel, you know, I, I will play it. Don't get me wrong. When I have a way to play it in an acceptable manner, but you know, I'd, I'd have rather like 
waited and got it day one, you know, in a, in a playable manner than, than, you know, for it to come out now and be like, well, I, I can't play it because I don't have a console that run, will run it properly. So, mm. yeah, if, if you've not got it and people have been sat on the fence with it, if you're on Xbox Series X or S and you're desperate for a game, I'd get it. But if you're on PS5, well, some people say they're still enjoying the experience on PS5. But if you if if you want what um, Project CD Project Red want you to have, I just wait for the next gen upgrades. To be honest, like people on PC seemingly have had the odd performance thing, but they're still having what the experience was supposed to be. So yeah, I I, I just wait for the next gen upgrades. So desperate on Xbox, get it. Maybe not even desperate, still a good game that I'm experiencing. But if you're on PlayStation or last gen Xbox, just don't even consider it. Like, there's other games to get. There's um, Creed, Fen- um, Immortals Rising, stuff like that. Just just try another game or play some old game. There'll be stuff. There'll be stuff eventually out. But that kind of leads us on to um, the Game Awards, Carl. Um, maybe there's not stuff coming out soon, <laughs> considering the amount of C- <laughs> CG trailers in this one. Um, but we'll go through a-, a few of the awards first before we get into the announcements. We're not going to go through all of them, don't worry. But pretty much, we'd just be saying The Last of Us won all of them anyway. But um, Game of the Year, Carl. Last of Us Part 2. Um, and, well, the rest of the awards, Last of Us Part 2. You- you've obviously <laughs> played it. We The other contenders... We hadn't played them apart from Animal Crossing, I believe. Um, no. Sorry, go. No, no, they they did allow Ghost of Tsushima to win Art Direction. I thought that, uh, that I thought true. that was very kind of the Last of Us <laughs> to give up that one award. Um, and also, score and music went to Final Fantasy VII Remake. It's just, um, it's just the Sony games. <laughs> I think The Last of Us Part Two won everything else. Yeah, it was very much a good, a very good year for, for Sony um, exclusives. Uh, they they really really cleaned up. Um, but we we kind of we 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 really expected um, The Last of Us Part Two to to win most things. I, I thought they might divvy it up a little bit more. Um, but I mean the the games you expected to get an odd got an odd I mean like Hades won I think Hades won a couple of awards actually I think it won best action indie game, game and, was it? I think it was and best indie game yeah um, obviously Half-Life Alex won the VR was a sure in for that um, Final Fantasy 7 Remake picked up a couple of awards including best RPG and Animal Crossing got it's it's not as the family game so I think kind of everything got an odd that we expected to get an odd, except maybe Doom. Doom didn't win anything. Which, um... Because with Xbox now, it's just hatred, isn't it? <laughs> it's, yeah, yeah, maybe. Um, but yeah, everything else kind of got it, that of note, got it, it's, um, got, got an odd. But I was, I was surprised, um, that I was wrong about something. Uh, not that I'm surprised that I could be wrong. I'm, I'm surprised that I was wrong about this particular thing. Elden Ring did win most anticipated game, Woo! but it wasn't one of the reveals. And I thought it was going to get a trailer at the, the Game Awards. I was very, very surprised by that. So, so is this coming out in 2021? 
Is it? Yes. <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure now. I, I maybe have my doubts. I mean, it, it does have George R. Martin involved, and oh god, no, yeah. Mister Mister Railroad Man likes to to take his time with things. So. Ten years later. <laughs> yeah, could could well be. So. Mm. Yeah, I mean, I had completely forgotten about that game until I'm reading the notes here. But yeah, you you're right. <laughs> That's. It's very strange. Um, so maybe, well, I even have my doubts. Halo will come out next year. Maybe, maybe Resident Evil's the only one coming out next year, um, and maybe Horizon Forbidden West as well. Uh, the only other one of note is Laura Bailey winning performance for Abby. Is it? Yeah, Abby in The Last of Us Part Two. Um, you've obviously played it. Deserved. Yeah, yeah. No, Laura's a fantastic voice actress uh, that's why she gets cast in so many games and this this is was one of our standout performances and, and probably the standout performance in the game not to knock Ashley Johnson she's, she's brilliant in the uh the game as well um I mean and obviously the other actors I haven't got haven't played Miles Morales yet but I, I heard that um I'll probably butcher his name but Naji Jaturam is excellent in, in that and from the little bit of uh, Ghost of Tsushima I played um, he seems like a really cool character as well and obviously it's a, a good portrayal behind that um, but yeah I, I think you know Laura Bailey got a lot of plaudits for her performance as Abby and, and rightly so and I'm not surprised that she picked up the award at the end of the day yeah um but we'll move on to the announcements, unless there's any other awards you want to go over, Carl? No, no, I think we we covered the, the main ones there. So, we've got a list of the announcements. Don't worry, we're not going to go through all of them, because I can't even, I can't even remember that many. Uh, but Carl's done the great job of listing them all, um, and we'll go through it in the, in the way he's listed it, in, in the important ones, as I mentioned. Um, so, the first one you've listed is Perfect Dark by The Initiative. Obviously long rumoured um, and kind of hinted at by Phil Spencer a couple of times as well. This kind of means nothing to me as the Xbox person because I never played the original back on uh, Nintendo 64 days or the sequel. Um, and I'll be honest, the trailer didn't do anything for me because it's CG. Didn't really show much in the trailer. Um, so I presume this game is three to four, even five years off. Uh, yeah, I, I wouldn't be expecting it next year, that's for sure. Um, it's it, Obviously, it didn't give too much away. It seems darker than the old games. Like I, I played the original Perfect Dark a little bit, and I played Perfect Dark Zero a bit more. I, I had it on the Xbox 360 for a spell. It was kind of a fun shooter to you know, the single player was decent. The the multiplayer was fun. Um, it was actually one of the first 360 games I ever played. Obviously, with it being one of the launch titles. Um, but like it wouldn't. You know, it, it's a solid enough series. This, um, you know, look as I said, it looks from the little bit we've seen, maybe like it's a darker approach. And given the the pedigree of the the people at the the top of the initiative, I'm I'm not surprised. You know, they obviously these the the people. Uh, who were responsible for Tomb Raider? So, um, we, I'm sure it'll take take some cues from from that. 
So I'll be, I'll be really interested to see what they, they come up with and, and the new direction they take the, the series in. But as, as you said, it's it's likely at least 2022 before we'll see it. Maybe even beyond that. Yeah. Um, we'll move on because there's literally nothing to talk about. Um, back for Blood, Left for Dead free. Or lawsuit happening soon, I presume. Yeah. <laughs> I just thought it was Left for Dead Free, and it wasn't. But it really is Left for Dead Free. Um, I'm not sure who the people are that are working on it, but can a non-Valve team make Left for Dead better than Left for Dead? Well, I mean, th- these are the people that worked on Left 4 Dead, right, a lot okay. of them, so okay. I, I, it's in good hands, uh, a lot of people are excited about this one, I I played a bit of Left 4 Dead back in the day, and it, it's a very good game, but obviously I just had other things I was playing at the time, I was into kind of more competitive shooters at the time, um, but it was a really fun game, and it's a, it's a cool premise, and it, I'd maybe be interested in, in jumping back in here so this is certainly one I'll, I'll keep an eye on um, I mean how about you, you what's your experience with Left 4 Dead yeah I played more of 1 than 2 played a bit of 2 um, but 1 it's just one of them games you can jump in and out of it's not one I put tens hundreds of hours in um, but it's just one it's just one you play when you're bored really um, and this will probably be the same um, depends how much it is Really, um, I've played stuff like, uh, what's it called? World War Z, recent, not recently, but in the last couple of years, um, they brought a game out, not, not r- properly same, but similar universe with zombies and survive and run through a mission and all that jazz. So, my only concern is this genre has been done to death. Like we've had numerous Walking Dead games, we've had the the World War Z one. We've had Left 4 Dead 1 and 2. Um, Dead by Dead. Le- De- oh, no, yeah. no, 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 not that. That's not the one I'm thinking of. Um, oh, we, we're only talking about it. <laughs> so I'm blanking. Um, uh, for the, 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 the Dead Island people. Oh, they're going to have to oh. search it. Uh, De- no, uh, not Daisy. Apparently, uh, yeah. Dead Island Two is still happening. Um, <laughs> okay, I believe that when I see it. But um, the what is the? I'm entirely blanking on the name here. Um, Elevator music. Well, I will keep listing crap survival-ish games. Um, GTFO is kind of a similar vibe. Um, I think mean, that's still coming out. I'm not sure if it's actually out yet. What else have we had? Um, even like fun party games like the Friday the Thirteenth. It's similar-ish. With I think the only I think the 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 unique selling point of Left 4 Dead was obviously playing as the zombies, and that may be the again the unique selling point for this, but. I don't know, I think the zombie genre, not just the survival one, it's just done to death. Um, and, yeah. 
And hopefully you found that game. <laughs> Dying Light. Dying Light. That's the that one. is the one. Yeah. Yes. So yeah. So the, yeah, I get what you're saying, and, and I mean even the premise of um, you know dead um, this game itself isn't exactly rare anymore. I mean, like Left for Dead may have been one of the the early ones, but it's it's you know where you have like a team against a big monster or multiple monsters or like we've seen a lot of games like that over over the years <laughs> exactly so i mean and, and there's a couple of them that will will come to in the the show maybe even to mention the briefly just to point that out so i mean i can see why people are excited don't get me wrong but i'm just saying i, I think it's a different scene than it was when um left for dead first came out so it'll be interesting to see kind of how it's received and if it if it's uh kind of finds the same sort of cult status that um left for dead had yeah that's that's really it i think um if i miss anything you want to talk about carl just stop me in my tracks but the next one i see and you made it a whole lot more interesting by telling me <laughs> the thing afterwards, uh, but the Callisto Protocol, which was the um, Dead Space, I was going to say knockoff, but that's doing it a disrespect. Let's say uh, successor type thing. I think it's the same, t- similarish team that worked at. It was Visceral, was it? I think it was Visceral. Um, over on a year for Dead Space. So, I mean, before we before you say the news that. Just make just makes it so much better. Um, Dead Space. I mean, I only played three myself, which was apparently the tame one, and that's all I could handle. Um, are, are you expected for a dead uh, Christ? Got dying light under that Dead Space um, successor. Yeah, I mean, I I only played a bit of of Dead Space, which is strange given that I you know I like survival horror, I like sci-fi, but I I just never it's one of those series I never really got a chance to get too much into. But obviously, we know it's a very popular series among its fan base, and people have wanted to come back forever, and and were disappointed obviously when EA disbanded Visceral. So, um, this is something that that. You know, I suppose similar to, to talking about Back for Blood in in comparison for Left for Dead, you know that this is a spiritual successor is, is something obviously that on a lot of people's wish list, so they're very excited at this, and obviously the the right person is 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 leading it, um, and it does look really good from the CGI trailer that we've seen. So uh, I'd be very interested in, in seeing this one when it, it uh, comes, but it's not coming till 2022. So I'm sure there's a lot more for us to see on this game but before it comes out. But what was really baffling to me is the fact that it's apparently set in the PUBG universe, in the in the the future of the PUBG universe, but nonetheless in the PUBG universe, and with PUBG being a battle royale game with no real story attached to it, I don't understand that at all. I I can't make any sense of it. It makes it better though, doesn't it? <laughs> it makes it more intriguing. Yeah, uh, I'm, I'm I'm gonna wonder how they're gonna tie 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 it into this universe if at all bar beyond saying oh it's in that universe they have two years to put space monstery aliens in PUBG that, that's pretty much what I'm getting but I mean Fortnite has its crossover events so obviously Fortnite I presume has a lot bigger audience than PUBG still even though I think Fortnite's 
run is coming towards an end, kind of. Um, so maybe PUBG is targeting some sort of a comeback around this. Let's wait and see, I suppose. Um, I know you wanted to bring up Warhammer 40k Dark Tide, which is Vermintide in space, if you played um, played that. But again, this is similar to Left 4 Dead uh, genre, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, they're, they're case in point. I mean, this is another kind of Left 4 Dead type <laughs> type game i mean i'd i'd heard of vermintide but never really played them and then i I knew someone who'd play them and i was talking to them and they were saying like oh it's basically left for dead but in the warhammer universe and then i kind of watched a few videos and i was like oh it is it is it is uh that that kind of style of game um so as i said it, it isn't like we're we're kind of starved of that type of game so it will be interesting to see kind of now when there, there suddenly might be um kind of a glut of them in 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 uh close t- together uh, kind of how wh- which game will will kind of get the plaudits and and will will come out on top and and maybe if there'll be a some form of fatigue in, in terms of these style of games i mean at the end of the day these are games you play with your friends and you're you're only really going to choose one to play with your friends generally speaking yeah so it'll, it'll be interesting to see what happens there um another game i did, I did want to pick up on before we, we move on is, is open roads by full bright obviously the developers of both tacoma and gone home two games that i i played and finished very short games but they're, they're kind of games that kind of make you make you think make you feel they're they're um you know well well thought out games so i'll be interested to see this one when it comes out it'll be one i'll definitely pick up and and play and if that's your your type of these narrative driven games, um, I'd I'd recommend keeping an eye on that one. Um, one I know you wanted to to kind of mention because it kind of stood out to you, guy, was uh, Crimson Desert from Pearl Abyss. Yeah, I thought this was the best game of the um of the show. Um, for me, really, it looked like it looked like a proper next gen game. Um, and that's kind of what I'm looking for. And it was Vikingy, albeit they just whacked a dragon in there for no reason. But I'm happy with that. Um, it was weird how they described it. I think they said a single player experience in an MMO setting. So I think they've said there's going to be some PvP elements in there and maybe like raid bosses. I think they said raids. Um, but I wonder if it will have, I don't know, be able to play with your mates in the same world and stuff like that. And if there'll be randomers walking around. So. This game really intrigued me, and I mean everything from the combat to the setting to the to the scale of it. I mean this, um, I think they said was it winter twenty twenty one. I think they said the release window was. This has now gone up, and there's not much confirmed for twenty twenty one. But this has gone right up there in my. Uh, I mean, they should have just got the most anticipated award because it might actually come out in the year the most anticipating for. But yeah, this, I kind of. I saw trailers of this game like a couple of weeks ago on Facebook, but seeing that reveal and, and the in depth, and this was probably the most most gameplay shown by anyone at the at the uh, the game awards. I, I just I just really like the look of this game. I I can't wait for it now to be honest. Yeah, uh, no, I'd, I'd, I'd echo that. It does look really good. I mean, obviously, I was aware of the the studio, their, their previous title, uh, Black, Black Desert Online, uh, which I think was ported to consoles last year. 
Um, I mean, it's, yeah, it's an online game that's been been running in one form or other for for the past five years. Um, but like the, this opened with kind of CGI, and I thought it was just going to be more of that. But then suddenly they were showing gameplay, and I was like, "Hold on a minute!" And I was like, "You know, they, this remind you know had vibes of you know kind of obvious comparison to me, but kind of like that." Uh, kind of got a war in in terms of kind of the the setting and then you know it, it's um maybe like monster hunter at, at points like there, there's a lot of different vibes coming in um it's supposed to be an mmo and as someone who's playing an mmo right now in final fantasy 14 and you know how much slower that is now it's a good game but compared to this which appeared to be in real time i wonder like how much of a, an mmorpg it's going to be maybe it'll be a little limited in the the online aspect we'll have to wait and see maybe it'll be more in line with like a monster hunter type game um time will tell on that but nonetheless it, it looks like a, a very good game and it's its own right and i uh, i like how they they were able to to show so much of it so certainly one i'll keep an eye on yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, lots of filler there. Arc two. Now, I played too much Arc. I probably I'll end up getting Arc two, but I will not have the same experience because I don't want that same experience. Um, but Vin Diesel with a really weirdly animated face. I was very confused when this was getting shown. Yeah, I mean, I haven't played Ark, but obviously I'm I'm aware of it. Um, it, it seems an odd move to kind of cast a, a big Hollywood actor in like a what's like a, a survival game. And I'm not sure when someone's playing Ark, they really care too much about the characters. But nonetheless, it was a, it was an exciting trailer. I'll I'll give them that. Um, I mean, I, I like I like Vin Diesel. Um, I. Honestly, though, I was more interested in the the animated series, which was um kind of shown off afterwards because I quite liked this recent move towards you know and and often video game based uh, stuff with like um for for example obviously Castlevania um so I was kind of intrigued by that and I was kind of like oh, I might like give that a watch when it comes out. Um, because I'm I'm not sure the game is one for me. I've mm. never really gotten into the survival genre. Yeah, I think I think they tried to put like a a story in Arc One. I won't bore people with it, but there's some alien over, so you're pretty much playing Hunger Games by the looks of it. Um, but yeah, that's uh, that's it. I mean, it intrigues me, and the more weird news is that I think. Um, Wildcard Studio, uh, Studio Wildcard, I should say. Say, I think um, Vin Diesel is part of creating the game as well. I can't remember the role they gave him, but he is apparently part. I got a role with them now. Um, he is a nerd. Yes. Yeah, so, well, that's interesting. Um, I'm sure you want to talk about it. Takes two from Hazel Light. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, as I said back when we talked about this game when it was revealed. Um, it looks cool. Um, I really like the trailer, and, and they've shown a good bit of gameplay as well. And in, in fairness to them, um, I played through a way out. It was a good game, so you know this one might be one I I pick up and and play with a friend when when it eventually comes. Um, and as always, the head of the studio was was very animated. 
That is very true. That is very true. Um, but yeah, if you've played um the previous games from that, you'll probably like it. It looks fun if you've got a mate. I think he said they're doing that thing where if you get it, you can share it with a mate as well. Um, onto your second page, Carl. I don't know where to start. So, what's the first game that interests you? Let's have a look there. Um. Um. Well, uh, what's of note there? Um, there was a lot Among, of filler. Among Us is getting a new map, which I think is notable given how popular that game was. Obviously, it won an award. Um, so that that that's pretty pretty cool. If if you haven't played Among Us, that's that's what I'll say to anyone who has who's kind of heard about it and has not on console yet. though. Jump, so, jump on it. They have though. There was recent news that suggests they are moving towards porting it to console, but there's nothing, nothing it's official about time. as yet. Yeah, that 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 could help. But it, and you can play it any. It's such a simple game. Any PC can can run it really. Yeah, but um, I want to play with my mates. <laughs> um, what else do we have here? Uh, Rune King, a League of Legends story. It was cool to get a look at that. Um, it's I like turn-based RPGs. So I'm certainly keeping an eye on that. And obviously, I I until recently played League of Legends. I'm retired now, but I did play. Um, we have Sea of Solitude straight in on Game Pass. Yeah. Um, and the Switch version got announced. Yeah, a lot, a lot of little little games. So shady part of me looks looks interesting. Obviously, Star. It was because and especially it was released day and date. It was announced at the Game Awards and released. I always like those kind of announcements. Stars Hannah Murray of Game of Thrones and Skins fame. So that's one I want to check out because it, it does look quite quirky. I, li- I like those those little games. Um, oh, Super Smash Bros. Sephiroth. Yeah, that was a cool trailer. That was a really cool trailer. And Sephiroth is a character that I've kind of been expecting for a while. So that is, you know, I, I will. It might. It was. It, to be honest, it made me feel like putting my switch on and getting back <laughs> into playing Smash, which I haven't in a while. So, um, I might might jump on that because of that. Um, Evil Dead. Look, even, yeah. I mean, yeah. It doesn't. I don't like the the art style, and it's another game that seems to be presumably a, a Left for Dead type thing. So I mean, there's so many of them um, at, at, at this this uh, showing, uh, which is strange to put so many games on top of each other that are the same kind of thing. It can sometimes blur the lines. Yeah, I mean, licensed games usually kind of make you cautious to begin with, and then this game looked particularly bad. So yes. <laughs> I, I don't think this will be one I'll be paying attention. And I expect it to just kind of come and go and it releases next year. And maybe it'll surprise us, but I, I really doubt it will. Yeah, that's true. Um, Flight Simulator got its con- Xbox release window of summer. So that's the next Xbox exclusive coming through, which is going to compete with Horizon Zero Dawn 2. Which is good stuff, Xbox. Well done. Um, Returnal, another X- oh, Xbox Play- PlayStation exclusive. I think we saw that on one of Sony shows um, some time. 
I think we said it wasn't our cup of tea, unless I remember you may have had an interest. Yeah, no, House Mark games, they're they're good at what they do, but it's not my kind of game. So it's kind of just like, oh, you know, good on you, House Mark, and just but I I just I just won't play them. Um, but it's interesting it got its its release date March nineteenth. Obviously, that's a PS five five exclusive, so we kind of know when it's likely to be the next PS five exclusive. So that that's noteworthy in itself. Um, another game actually, um, which we we went past there, and I just want to mention because it's annoying me that it was shown was was Outriders from People Can Fly. I mean, the game looks good, and I like People Can Fly as a developer. But this game was delayed, and yet like it's getting like monthly updates, and it's just it's really annoying the marketing for this game. Like this was basically this the the, the showing as well, which is kind of pointless. Like, oh, this is what you can do in the game. It's like, but no, we can't do that in the game because you haven't released the game. And that's fine, but just stop talking about it until <laughs> you release it. It really frustrated me seeing that game, um, which is a pain. Um, another noteworthy thing, because I'm, I'm sure we're going to come on to the, one of their other bigger games in a moment but was Ghosts and Goblins Resurrection from Capcom which obviously is a remake of Ghosts and Goblins and I mean the reason I mentioned this is simply because maybe it shows that not everything Capcom had up their sleeves was leaked because this this as far as I recall wasn't mentioned in the leak at least not at the stage when we talked about it in uh, yeah. recent in a recent show, it so. wasn't worthy of the leak. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, they did mention the Power Stone and the Final Fight remakes, which they they seem to have now um, a plan to kind of remake a lot of games that their fans have been calling from. Maybe the success of the Resident Evil remakes has, has played a part in that thinking. Who knows? Um, but it, it's nice that they might have some surprises. Obviously, as well, they had the Capcom Arcade Stadium, which I thought was was interesting in a way because you know what that is is obviously they're re-releasing. That's a platform that you download, mm. and then you can add titles to it, like classic old Capcom titles. You get nineteen forty three for free, which I love. I love nineteen forty three, so I'll get it just to play that. But it's a different considering Nintendo are giving us kind of end these nes era games and arcade games for free as part of nintendo online and capcom are going to be like charging you to download these titles i suppose it'll depend on how much they cost because it's a little bit like the um see the the old virtual console and you know people are happy to play a few euro or a couple quid or whatever for, to play these older games so it's interesting kind of the pricing i mean if they're asking you to pay a tenner for the original Ghosts and Goblins, forget about it. <laughs> no. mm. Yeah, absolutely. Um, last one on this page for me was Road 96, which was the, uh, I think they said procedurally generated hitchhiking story thing. You had to try and make yourself safe. It looked quite interesting. Not the biggest game of the awards, but it looked quite interesting. Uh, I like yeah, the, the idea there. Yeah, certainly a standout. Like it's it sounds ambitious as well. Like hopefully it's not not a no man's sky situation. A small team taking on more than they can buy not more than they can do. But you know this isn't a whole universe. It's just maybe kind of some a lot of branching paths, I guess, which we've seen other other studios do. But it, it definitely caught my eye as well. It'd be one I'll I'll keep an eye on. Like uh, there was a few little games, obviously that 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 caught my interest. So, on to the last page, then. Is there anything you want to mention apart from the two Bioware games? Because I 
We are about an hour now, and I want to get on to the gaming memories. So is there anything on the last page of the Bioware for you? Yeah, so uh, a couple of things. Firstly, obviously, Monster Hunter Rise. Um, this wasn't a reveal. We knew it was coming, but we got a release date, and it's getting a demo in January. And I'm sure this is going to be a massive game on Switch. The Monster Hunter games always had their audience, but I'm sure, given the success of World, that uh, p- people who want to play on their Switch, you know, have been itching for for a new Monster Hunter game. So I'm sure that this is going to be one of the the more notable games of 2021. Um, uh, Scarlet Nexus looks really cool, but that's all I'm going to say on that. I, I already that game had already caught my eye, but just yeah. in another trailer, it's pretty cool. Medal of Honor Above and Beyond, though, I do want to, to ask you about that. You know, the, the whole uh, an episodic VR game, you know, being the revival of Medal of Honor after eight years hiatus. Uh, the first episode, I believe, released the day after the Game Awards, and apparently it's crap. Awesome. <laughs> I mean, it, it's disappointing because Medal of Honor, I'm sure everyone who from the PS1 and PS2 era really loves Medal of Honor, like Rising Sun was... Yeah, that was quality game. That and and Frontline and Rising Mm. Sun were amazing games. Yeah, so I'm sure people have nostalgic memories of of Medal of Honor and it's kind of just died died to death, but you would have thought Respawn would have been the perfect uh, developer for it, but with it being VR and all that jazz, it's it's not a full thing, Um, but obviously they haven't put Half-Life Alix. Um, what's the word I'm looking for here? Quality uh, into it. Apparently, it's larger. That the, the file size is larger than Half Life, Alex, which is insane. Oh dear! Like, this is just like an episode. <laughs> yeah, it's oh, my god, it's huge. Like I, I can't remember the exact figure, but it is a huge file size. It is crazy, and it's just bad. And it, it's a shame, really, because like EA. As we said, like, and Respawn were actually like the developer here, but I think Respawn have kind of spread themselves thin of late, putting themselves on like a million different projects. Um, but EA had won back a bit of good fate recently, obviously with the indie games mm. they they backed from. You know, we talked about it takes two just before, which obviously is being published by EA. Um, you know, we we talked about um, Fall Jedi Fallen Order and um, Rogue Squadron, which have both done quite well recently in in terms of kind of reviving you know people's faith in ea to produce star wars games but then this comes out and it's an absolute shovel away now i'm not saying this is gonna get people up in arms at ea again i doubt a lot of people care but it is just a shame that you know because as you said a lot of people like myself and yourself are fans of the medal of honor the classic medal of honor series and it was cool to see it come back to its roots in a world war ii setting but obviously they just unfortunately haven't done it right here and and it's it's not been been done justice yeah absolutely absolutely and before we move on to bio one last thing i want to mention you may not have halo infinite guy but you can play as master chief in fortnite well what else no could you want? no 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 <laughs> no i mean hey, master chief's already been ruined and they're gonna ruin and uh kratos as well so at least they're ruining a character from both sony and <laughs> it evens it out yeah um so yeah. mario now oh god that'll never happen <laughs> um so let's start with dragon age because that was the first one 
Um, it's great that these games exist. Well, don't exist yet, but it's great that they're getting made. But Dragon Age has been... When was that first announcement? Two years ago? Three years ago? Yeah, I mean, we just keep seeing these little tidbits on yeah. it and nothing solid. We didn't even know the title. They're still just calling it Dragon Age. Maybe it is just going to be called Dragon Age. Technically, none of the previous games were called Dragon Age because the first one, of course, was Dragon Age Origins. They could do that. But and regardless, I mean, God, there's two God of Wars. So, you know, you can just break the rules yeah. where you want to. But I just, I mean, I just want to see the actual game. And I have my concerns. Obviously, we, we talked offline about the, the departures of Casey Hudson and Mark Dara from, from Bioware, which were big, big departures. And I worried with that effect, kind of the future, because, like, you know, Mark Dara is the executive producer for Dragon Age. So I, I was concerned there, but apparently the projects are still ticking along. And obviously this trailer was a bit more than what we've seen in the past but it's still just a cgi trailer it's not a game it's not gameplay it's no real information all we know obviously is that this is going to follow on from inquisition but we've known that all along so i am concerned about this one i don't know when we'll see it i mean i I, you would assume dragon age should be out next year but i just doubt it will be i'm i'm thinking maybe 2022 at the earliest and it's just a a shame it it seems uh, i wish like if anthem had never happened i I think maybe bioware would be in a, a much better position but they're they're not unfortunately and it's just like you know i want to be excited about this and and again uh, about mass effect which we'll talk about in a moment but i I just i'm just not sure what's going on at bioware yeah i mean we we, it kind of goes back to the um cd project red um chat we had at the start didn't it i mean i've not lost faith in cd project red at all but bioware is one that man it's from what it used to be when mass effect for me personally, Mass Effect 1 to 3, um, and then Dragon Age Inquisition. And as you say, you, you've enjoyed Dragon Age longer than I have. And Knights of the Old Republic. Bioware's made some of the best games in history, and now it's like they've not shown us gameplay, and then all of a sudden we're like, yeah, this game's probably going to be shit. <laughs> so it's, it's, it's like, I, I know you didn't say that, but I'm kind of thinking it. I won't lie. It's like, I thought that we'd get at least the name of the damn thing. Um, so yeah, I just don't, I don't trust them anymore. Like Andromeda, Andromeda, I was forgiving with, but Christ, Anthem was could just compiled it. And imagine if the imagine if the Mass Effect trilogy remake is a horrendously shit port. It's Christ. Yeah, yeah. I mean, well, that's the thing with Bioware. They've made some great games, but they've had some games that were, you know, like uh, even with Dragon Age, like Dragon Age Origins, great game. Dragon Age Inquisition, even better game. But Dragon Age Two was an okay game, and it, it was kind of like it, it felt like corners were caught and stuff. And I do have that worry. What if, you know, with all the development nightmares the studio changes that Dragon Age 4 has gone through, will corners be cut and, you know, will we just get like a, even a, a Dragon Age 2 level game and mm. and that would be so disappointing, uh, you know, after Inquisition, uh, I'd be really good at and and similar with Mass Effect I mean, I never got around to playing Andromeda, I still want to play it despite the, the negative things I've, I've heard 
But, you know, obviously there's no doubting it was a step down from the previous titles and therefore they need to get it right with this 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 new game and you don't know you, you can't put their, your feet in them to whether they will get it right or not and you know as you said i don't even get go down the hole of anthem it is just it, it's just it is concerning and i mean all we can really do with it, these ones is, is wait and see until we see something solid in the future and <laughs> god knows when that will be yeah, it, it's a strange. I mean, I I agree with you. Dragon Age isn't. It just can't come out in twenty twenty one. Like, unless the well, it won't be E three. But the, in E three week, I mean, are they going to show? I don't know. Are they going to release Dragon Age for for the winter uh, for the winter? I I can't. That's a big leap. That I just can't see that being the leap here. EA love whoring out announcements. <laughs> um, so, and let's be honest, the Game Awards is the stage now. Like, E3 week I still like and enjoy. Obviously, we cover all the content here. But the Game Awards is now the place for the bigger... Like, Xbox revealed a goddamn console in the Game Awards. It's... I just can't say it. I can't say it. And the new Mass Effect, which we'll get into now, again... The trailer that doesn't show anything coming out in twenty fifty. Yeah, just <sighs> if you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm lip fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. I just, I just can't, like, 2023, maybe the soonest. 
But again, that would probably be rushed it because they only announced that it's an actual project a couple of weeks ago. So, considering the mess Andromeda was, and it's obviously going back to the big boy team, but four years, three, three four years I did with this, it's... I, and this, I think this was to finish the show. I fell asleep because I was watching it live. And I've just had a, I've just had a recapture it there. It doesn't really show anything in this trailer. So no, we just we just know it's well. We can assume it's back in the Milky Way because you see the N seven yeah. logo and they're talking about kind of some Earth related things. I thought maybe from the trailer first that it might be setting up to be like a prequel, which would be interesting. But um, it's it's difficult to say. I mean, I've seen some people make the comparison, and obviously it's not a direct comparison. But to to when Bethesda unveiled Starfield and then confirmed the Elder Scrolls Six, and mm. you know it was just basically a logo for both. And obviously here we've gotten trailers for both Dragon Age and Mass Effect. And a trailer is more than a logo, no doubt. But it's still the same premise that you're showing your two big games. You're showing them without really showing them. And it's just... I just don't I don't know why Mass Effect had to be there. They already confirmed that Mass Effect... They were working on a new Mass Effect game when they officially revealed the the collection for, for the coming out next year. They didn't need to talk about it again. It's just It's just annoying when you know kind of put and it's not the studio it's not bioware's fault it's the publisher it's ea it's their decision but they just feel they need to talk about games you know talk about a game when you're ready to talk about it don't force it and and that's what ea often do i mean we you know ea are famous for their e3 showings where it's like oh here's a look behind criterion and Ugh. they see someone on criteria and like messing around with 3D modules and talking about the future gaming mm. and it's like they don't have a game to show yet. <laughs> it's just it's just ridiculous. Like so it's just I don't know what we can say here, you know, we beyond, you know, we like Mass Effect. You know, we in fact we love Mass Effect and obviously we hope this is a game that comes out and that is good. But you know, we, we can't be confident on either front for the moment. That's the thing, I mean we mentioned that we love Bioware. They're not. They don't make banger after banger, as you said with Dragon Age too. But is Bioware fighting for its life now? Like EA will close studios. We've seen it with Visceral, um, and the other one names escaping me. Um, and I know Bioware has been one of their biggest ones, but if they're producing flop after flop. EA will close it, and it looks like they're trying to buy Codemasters as well. So, you know, it's a, it's a worrying time. We may never see Mass Effect and Dragon Age again unless Respawn are going to make every game for a year now. <laughs> yeah. I just, um, I, I just don't know with, with Bioware anymore. <laughs> um, uh, that's, that's the issue, unfortunately. I think someone would pick up Bioware for the name, but you probably would have thought the same with Visceral, considering the success of Dead Space. But uh, I don't know. As you say, the two um, higher ups left as well, in, in Casey and Dara. Um, so maybe it's just not the the uh, developer it once was. But the IP is the main thing now. But if if Dragon Age and Mass Effect aren't good, we're not we're not going to get a a, a quarter free or 
remaster or whatever, or re reimagining. So, yeah, yeah. So Game Awards. I mean, I mentioned Crimson Desert's probably my pick of it. Was any other announcement that was your pick of the show? Tough to to say. I'd kind of probably lean toward. I I think Crimson Desert um, was pretty impressive, and that'd certainly be up there. But to to be a little different, um, I'd probably go. Well, shoving aside that I, I just laughed out loud at the whole Callisto Protocol PUBG link, <laughs> uh, but I, I don't I don't think that can can count. Um, so I'd probably go with um, probably it takes two. I, I quite liked the yeah. the showing there, and I, I liked how they actually showed some some the gameplay. Two, the and... two games that showed gameplay. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, and get, gave a release date that's not too far yeah. away. You know, it's in March, <clears throat> so you got to wait about three months. Yep, fair shout. But we're going to do, we'll definitely do the full one. Maybe we'll cram in 2018, because 2017 isn't too impressive. Uh, so 2017 uh, for gaining memories of last gen. Um, I will just list these quickly, and then we'll pick out a few. Uh, Nio, is that how you pronounce it? Neo. Neo, yep. Uh, Falls at the first hurdle. Um, four on it, like that game. Halo Wars Two, Horizon Zero Dawn, Neo Automata. Oh, fucking hell, I can't, I can't speak. <laughs> Automata. <laughs> That's probably wrong as well. Uh, Tom Clancy's Ghost Recon Wildlands, Mass Effect Andromeda. This is a very floppy year. <laughs> Mass Effect Andromeda, Persona Five, Crash Bandicoot Insane Trilogy, Hellblade: Senua's Sacrifice, Undertale, Everybody's Golf. Knack 2, Destiny 2, Fortnite, oh dear, Cuphead, South Park of the Fractured Butthole, Assassin's Creed Origins, Call of Duty, World War 2, and Star Wars Battlefront 2. Dearie me, Carl, this is a very mixed year. Um, So the first one to pick out for me is probably Horizon Zero Dawn. I mean, you're, you're obviously in the process of playing it when you're not getting distracted by Final Fantasy. Um, I tried it and it wasn't my cup of tea, but an undoubted success and uh, a real um, impressive move away from something like Killzone for Guerrilla Games. Yeah, I mean, I only got around to it recently and I've played about 50 hours so far, which I'm close to the end of the game, so I'm obviously in a good position to talk about. I mean, this is an excellent game. It looks wonderful. It plays great that the story's interesting kind of what's going on around um like uh, the aloy as well well portrayed i mean it, this this is one of the games of of the generation it, it might not be the game of the generation and it's not even for me that the best playstation exclusive but it is a cracking game and and you can see why it got all the plaudits it did at the time and why people are excited for for the follow up, and then obviously now I count myself among them, given that I, I've played so much of the first game, and I'll, I'll finish it um, before the year is out. I'm confident on that one. Um, although I, I am surprised, guy, that you you picked out the PlayStation exclusive to 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 focus on first when probably really, one of the really best. Do you really want to talk about Halo Wars Two? But Halo Wars Two is known as one of the best Xbox One exclusives. That is not a good thing, Carl. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's it's a. It's a I liked the first Halo Wars. I didn't get around to playing Halo Wars. I mean, did did you play it at all? 
Yeah, I had it. It was fun, but it's a strategy game. It's top down. <laughs> I'm not going to talk about a top down strategy game that isn't Age of Empires or Civil uh, Civilization. That that that's a rule on this podcast. Oh, <laughs> uh, I just can't. I mean, Halo Wars Two is it's more Halo Wars. It's fun, but yeah, I don't care. Um, just again, a four on it. I enjoyed it. It was fun. It was niche. I'd go back on it and get bullied by people who've stayed on it for too long. Um, next game of note for me, but feel free to add anything, Carl, when you when you get a chance. Um, Ghost Recon's Wildlands. If I remember correctly, it got announced. If I remember correctly, it was when they announced Division Two, um, at E three, and then this was kind of the final bit of a Ubisoft press conference, and it was like. Pretty much, this is going to be the division, bit more tactical, open world in some, I think it was in some made-up South American country. Um, and when I played it, it was just a lot of an empty world. Like, it was fun if you were playing with a mate, but it was proper lonely experience, if not. And again, another Ubisoft flop in, in similar Destiny market. Yeah, I mean, I remember when this was announced, and I was very intrigued because I am a fan of the original Ghost Recon games, which, you know, let's be honest, were very different games to this. And But this game, I wasn't, it didn't catch my eye for that reason, simply because it was Ghost Recon, because uh, as I said, straight away you could tell it was it was a game almost in a different genre. But because it reminded me of Mercenaries, you know, I, yeah. I really enjoyed Mercenaries back on the, the original mm. Xbox would have been where I played it, a lot of the friends. Uh, and it, it was a game I really enjoyed, obviously it was like kind of some GTA-esque, but in kind of more of a military setting and like a you know, a foreign country and, you know, you're working for governments and it, it was cool. And did this really gave me vibes of that. And this seemed like a mercenaries I could play online with my friends. And at the time, obviously my friends and I would have played destiny together, would have played the division. So I was, I was intrigued by this, but then it came out and it's just, you could tell it wasn't getting the reception and, you know, I, I didn't jump on it day one. So then once I, I kind of got the, the feel of the, of how it was being perceived I then decided to pass and it seems I didn't really miss out on much based on the conversations I've I've had with people since now I know the follow up game when we, we get with you know improve things somewhat um, but it, it's a shame that they decided to, to kind of move the series in a new direction but then take a misstep in, in doing so and that seemed and, to be the case. And it got a sequel. <laughs> um, hey, they added John Burfantal. That was enough to fix a game. Um, Mass Effect Andromeda, we kind of discussed it earlier. It's a mess. And especially the way I played it, because I played it pre-patch. <laughs> oh, God. Yes. So I had the, like, the face that ate itself and stuff like that, and people's eyes were like everyone was on heroin type thing. Um... <laughs> So yeah, I had that. It can't. It fi- It got fixed as I was playing it. So it wasn't the most horrendous experience. It just wasn't Mass Effect. It was not a worthy successor of that trilogy, and that's how it'll be remembered. Albeit it was fun. It was. It was enjoyable, but it was kind of like a side story. Like at its peak, you'd probably say six, seven out of ten. Whereas the Mass Effect trilogy was literally ten out of ten at its peak, apart from Mass Effect Three crappy ending um so yeah disappointment there um 
do you want to pick the next game? Because I'm talking a lot. <laughs> um, obviously, you know, the next up is Persona 5. We're talking about one of, if not the Japanese RPG of the generation. I mean, it's it's probably between that and, and maybe Final Fantasy VII Remake at this stage. Is Monster Hunter World an RPG? Yes, it does, and it's Japanese, and that's where the lines blur, but it's not. You know, when we're talking about, yeah, we're talking about. (laughs) I understand. (laughs) JRPG, you know, usually kind of a party based, you know, kind of narrative driven game. And Persona 5 is massive. And Persona 5 is, it's a hole in my, I never got around to it this gen. I don't know how. I love Persona 4. I put well over 100 hours into Persona 4. So it's crazy that I haven't played this game. And I, I, I recently picked up Persona 5 Royal. So I can I can rectify that, um. But I mean, it, we're talking about a massive, massive game here. It, it, it is one of the games of the generation for for many people. It's some people would consider it the game of the generation. I, I think Matt, who we, we had on the show before, often points out that I haven't played it and how have I not played it? You know, because <laughs> like what an amazing game it is. Um. So I think that, that was certainly one of if not the the game of of 2017 um along with obviously horizon zero dawn and another game which we'll, we'll come to shortly um another game we, we kind of skipped over obviously was near automata which is another one of those kind of uh, cult games of of this gen and i've i've watched um someone play that game for for a couple hours and it's a pretty cool game something i've always kind of wanted to to get around trying myself um but one one for you guy uh when i'm gonna ask you because i didn't play it but i know you did um and remember kind of um the the fans like yourself were excited at the time that the crash bandicoot insane trilogy yes crash was back and I mean, I didn't get this one straight away because I was more waiting for the um, the driving Christ game. Christ, my, my brain. Crash Team Racing. Yes, that's the one. Holy hell. Um, so, yeah, I got this. I eventually got it on Switch, which may have been a mistake, but it was perfect for card journeys and stuff like that. Um, so, yeah, it was, it was fun. I, I need to go back and finish it, but my Switch is gathering a lot of dust somewhere <laughs> uh, behind my TV downstairs. Um, next up then was Hellblade, which was a really good game. And obviously the story continues as it's now became a Microsoft thing. Uh, but Hellblade, I mean, maybe not the best game of a gen, but for a, for a small game of a gen and the way it depicts mental health and all that jazz, it, it's a really good game for the gen. Yeah, I mean, I'd say for for different reasons. Just as I, I mentioned near Automata before, like the, you know, it, it, there are games that people aren't going to say, "Oh, that's a you know one of the best games of the generation." You know, you're going to be talking about your Red Dead Redemption Two, your God of War, maybe Horizon Zero Dawn, um, Bloodborne. Those kind of games are are in that conversation. But then when you're talking about these these games that are like your you know your your underrated titles, your kind of um, 
cult classics and stuff. You know, I think Hellblade's newest sacrifice is another one of those. And, and that's why it's, you know, the game went on to get the plot it's it got and, and why, you know, now obviously people are highly anticipating that the series, which of course will be an, an Xbox exclusive. Um, it was an excellent game. I remember like, I, I don't think I played in 2017. I think I got to it in 2018. But like, it was just, it's so unique. I mean, and the sound design, I don't think I've ever encountered a game with better sound design. You have to play that game with a headset. And I can only play it in kind of short spurts because it, it started to freak me out, like in these weird mm. whispers in my head. Like, it is, it's it's so well designed. And it's just, it's, it's a beautiful game. And it's such a cool little story. And my God, if you haven't played this game, play it. Couldn't agree more, really. Um, the next one for me is Destiny 2, but anything you want to mention between them two? Um, I mean, Knack 2 came out the day before and was better than Knack 1, so good on you, Sony. <laughs> but that's, that's all I can say about that game, but no, no, obviously Destiny 2 is the next, next big one. Yeah, I... I think we've talked a lot about Destiny 1, obviously, whatever year that was in, in the year we covered that, um, and we we brought it up as the king of that genre as well. But Destiny 2, for me, I think it built off um, Destiny... Uh, was it Forsaken King, the big update, I think it was? Um, it built on that, but I think it took it a step too far, and they've kind of got to it now. I haven't been back on it since the... Um, I think it's beyond light. Uh, I haven't been on it, but I haven't been back on it since then. But I think Destiny Two changing it so you could have um, pretty much two primary weapons and all that jazz, and they reworked it. Maybe just overcomplicated the weapon system a bit, but it certainly built off Destiny One well, and the story was better. But I just still, I still enjoy Destiny One more, considering. I think that was when I had most friends playing it as well, which obviously helps with a game like that. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I was really excited for Destiny 2 and I got a day one. I remember I had the day off because I had, I, I virtually had a month off work when Destiny 2 came out. Not because of Destiny 2. It was more just I was very kind of, um, to be honest, I was just kind of blown out at work. You know, this wasn't, enjoying my job anymore and I was looking to, to leave and I needed that break for for, for my, the good of my own mental health so I decided to take the month off you know my family were all away at the time and it was just me and the dogs so that I'd be at home for the dog um, and it just so happened Destiny 2 was coming out then so I, I remember picking up Destiny 2 that day my friend and I went for food both picked up our copies of the game and then went home to play it and you know we, we jumped on with our, our group that, that we would play with and we had a, I had a lot of fun for the, the month or so but it burned out quicker than than Destiny 1 like I, I can remember that Destiny 1 like the first two raids particularly the first time losing count of how many times I did the raid yeah. but if I thought about it I could probably tell you how many times I've done the, the raid in, in Destiny 2 because it wasn't that 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 many times because we just we just it just didn't have the staying power for us um, you know, we jumped back on for the first expansion, but there there wasn't enough in that expansion. It was it was kind of lacking, and after that, that was kind of that was kind of it for us. 
Um, but it was fun while it lasted. I had a lot of fun, and I, I put in a lot of hours in in that month or so that I I was playing the game, and it, it is a great game. But I just I under I echo you know could I, I can understand the the feeling that you you had that I just think it, it lacked that because like Destiny One was something new. It was like lightning in a bottle. It was there. It was, everyone was excited, and Destiny Two was just kind of more the same, slightly improved in a lot of ways. But it just didn't have that 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 gloss of of being something new, you know, kind of three years on. Yeah, exactly, exactly. It's still a good game, and I'll probably go back on it uh, when there's a bit of a lull period for me. So it's still going, but it, I just don't. I, I think Magic in a Bottle is the the right term for Destiny One. Um, but maybe people are having the same experiences with Destiny Two, where you've got more free time, you've got more mates on it. I don't even think I finished the raid on it, to be honest, but the raid on Destiny 1 was so special. Vault of Glass is coming back, so that, that, captures, that captures my imagination. Um, we've mentioned Game of the the Gen, um, Carl, on a few games. And it may not be our Game of the Gen, but Fortnite is surely up there. Yeah, I mean, we 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 used to joke on the show about how every week there'd be a Fortnite news story because just how how massive that 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 game is. Um, we both obviously, d- despite it not being our game, I'm, I'm sure we both played, you know, into the double digits of hours on it yes. because of Before you know friends or family <laughs> that were yeah, true. I still never managed to win. A, a royale. I I almost did. I remember one time it came down to me and two people, and one of them was down, and I panicked and started shooting the down guy, which warned the other guy that I was there, and he turned around and shot me. I could have shot him in the back, and I would have won, but I panicked, and that still haunts it's, me. To it this sounds day like a bottle job to me. I, I was. It was very much a bottle, and my mates mention it for weeks to come. Oh right, but it, so. like. You you yeah no no I'll I'll hold my hands up there. It was a fun game, you know, in for how long it lasted. Obviously, it lasted for for different. I mean, my nephew played it for a solid couple of years before before he got bored of it. And some people are still playing it clearly, and that's that's why it's it's been you know getting these Marvel crossovers and mass um Master Chief and Kratos and and the like. I mean, it's a massive massive game, and it, you know, in a critical sense, it might not be the game of the gen or one of the games of the gen, you know, and like the, those other games we, we mentioned before, but it is nonetheless in its, in its own way, it's the biggest game of the gen, a game of the day. And yeah, it, yeah it, it's the one that's probably put in the most numbers. I'd assume. I mean, it, it's, it's overshadowed, uh, overshadowed call of duty uh, a lot of the time, which, which says a lot. Um, so you, 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 You'd be crazy not to mention it, even if it's not necessarily our game. Yeah, absolutely. I used to really enjoy Fortnite, and then the game, just the skill level between someone, a human being like me, than some master builder from the Lego film, it's just impossible. It's impossible to compete, whereas you play a game like Cod Warzone or whatever, people are a lot better than me at the game. But it's still Call of Duty. I can still feel like I have a chance at killing someone. Whereas if I'm stood there with two planks of wood 
in front of me and someone's made a mansion in front of me, it's just like I'm I feel violated. <laughs> yeah, like I I just couldn't get my head around the building. And I know um there's that developer, I I can't I can't think of them offhand, but they, they made um they also made the game that was kind of like a an Overwatch rip off for better right. like I, I don't mean any disrespect to them by that but it, it is um what is it called uh so they made so there was they, they made a rip off of overwatch and the plans yeah and i played plans and plans is a decent game it's not as good as overwatch but it's a decent game uh but then i i only noticed kind of i didn't see it at the time but the developer of plans um, which is high res, also developed a yeah. They, I think they're they're they are responsible for Smiles, aren't they? Yeah. Um, but they also developed um a I think it's is it Rogue Company? Yeah, I played that. Which is effectively a Fortnite ripoff that doesn't have building, and I was like. This that's is great. great, you know. That's <laughs> that's how I'd like Fortnite to be, no building. Um, but I get obviously building is why how it appealed to the. To, if it had just been a shooter, it probably wouldn't have caught on with mm. the younger generation in the way it has because you know they were talking about the Minecraft. It was the natural evolution built them from Minecraft to to building with guns. So it's, it's crazy thing that Fortnite was a survival game at the start. True, I remember way back when. (laughs) Yeah, it was like it was announced when when Gears of War was at the height of its popularity, and I was keeping an eye on it simply because I was a a big Gears of War fan. Who knew it would come out and like kind of over, you know, be bigger than Gears of War ever was? Um, It's it's crazy to think. How dare you? (laughs) And that's not better, but bigger. I'll allow it. Um, yeah. Sorry, you go. No, what I was going to say, though, um, you know, I, I think we, we've spent so many, despite not being Fortnite players, we've spent so many hours of this podcast's mm. history talking about Fortnite. And I'm sure we could talk about it a lot more, which is, is funny the, when you think about how, how little we play played of it. We need but, a new uh, segment back for Fortnite. <laughs> yeah, that's it. I'm sure there'll be Fortnite news worthy of us of us talking about before long. So we will no doubt be talking about this game again. Um, Speaking of, earlier, I mentioned Halo Wars 2 as a contender for the Xbox One um, kind of exclusive of the generation. Uh, we know your choice is Titanfall there, but another contender for other people would, would likely be Cuphead. Now it's no longer an exclusive, but it was for in a period, so we can still kind of consider it that way because um, it, it was for a couple of years. I mean, did, did you play much of Cuphead? I, I didn't play it at all because people said it was very painful. It was. It is very hard. It was harder than Dark Souls, and I, I, I can't. Like, Dark Souls, at least you're getting battered by monsters. I, I can't be getting battered by some 2D cup thing. I can't. I can't. And plus, this, plus I'd probably play it on the Switch, and the Switch is very throwable. So you know what I mean. I can't be doing uh- that. Yeah, I have it on the Switch, but I haven't gotten to play much of it really. But I mean, it it is it, it's for the kind of game it is. It, it, it's a great game, and it looks beautiful. It's still one oh, of my yeah, favorite. Oh yeah, it looks. To just to look at, it's 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 class. But I mean, uh, it is it is solid. It, it is say almost sadist material with with how hard that game is. Um, 
but I, I suppose that's that's as much as we can say considering how little we've played of it. South Park, the fractured butthole, amazing. Not as enjoyable as Stick, Stick of Truth, and probably because similar as we were talking about Destiny and Destiny Two, yeah. that you know when it's it's new, it's it's the first. There's that gloss to it, but it's great that despite the development troubles, that the the kind of I think the game got de- delayed somewhat, that they were able to um, kind of produce such a an an excellent game, and and obviously taking over the mantle from Obsidian, who'd made the first game, they they did a lot of justice you wouldn't if you weren't told you wouldn't know that it wasn't obsidian making making the follow-up i mean but it, it, effectively it's just another extended episode of south park with a, an rpg attached and that that what's wrong with that who, who doesn't enjoy south park exactly i mean considering how if someone said a south park game you'd probably think it'd be quite bad but looking at this list of games this year, it's probably one of the, certainly for me, because I don't play the Japanese stuff, which makes me sound very Brexity, but here we are. <laughs> um, but that's probably one of my favourite games of this year. <laughs> um, so yeah, if you said South Park game, you'd have a little expectation, but it was really good. I'd agree, I'd agree I enjoyed the first one more, though. Yeah, I mean, it's it's that Destiny 2 or, or Horizon Zero Dawn for me. I'd, I'd probably, from a critical sense, give it to Horizon Zero Dawn. But, I mean, it, that I just I really enjoyed the game. And I, I played it kind of in and around when it came out as well. Um, so it's, it's been so long since I played it, but it, it, it's just it's it's just a lot of fun and gives you laughs and sometimes that's what you, what you need. Exactly. Um, and it, it's a solid enough tactical RPG in a sense that the, the the gameplay kind of is a, a little more advanced than the original game, which was just turn based. And um, so yeah, you do have to think mm-hmm. a little bit when it comes to the battling. Um, Assassin's Creed Origins, obviously the first of the new Assassin's Creed. I, I think we'll probably talk more about these when we come on to Odyssey, because both between us we've probably put like 300, 400 hours into Odyssey, so we're in a better position to talk about it. But I, I haven't finished Odyssey, but I finished Origins. <laughs> well, you, you were there, you know. Yeah, I mean, yeah. It's, a, it's, it's, a good, it's a good game. I mean, I probably prefer it to Odyssey, but... I've had a weird relationship with Odyssey, which we'll obviously get another time. But Origins, I preferred the character. Um, the setting was a bit boring because it was a lot of sand. Um, but I felt like I could finish Origins where I couldn't with Odyssey, so that must say something. But um, yeah, it was a it was a good game, and it was I think we discussed it um, the last year or the last time we discussed Assassin's Creed. It might have been on Black Flag actually. Um, what we thought about. Assassin's Creed becoming RPG G ish. Um, yeah, yeah. When we were talking about Syndicate, obviously we talked about the need the one. Yeah, for yeah. change, and and this was the you know we we kind of alluded to this change, and and this is we got it, and it was a successful one given the success of both Origins and Odyssey, and both games being nominated for for a game of the year, and in in some publications and stuff at the at the time. So, I mean, it was clearly a worthwhile endeavor to to. Uh, take the the series to the next level absolutely um and last two uh probably two very disappointing games concerning call of duty world war Two. oh god um it had prop hunt 
Yeah, yeah. I mean, I only played the campaign here because I enjoy obviously the the Call of Duty um, campaign. So I played the campaign, and it was decent. It was nice to return to World War Two, which is you know largely the Call of Duty setting I'm familiar with. You know, like playing likes of Call of Duty Two and Call of Duty World at War. So the the campaign was good, but my multiplayer experience consists of I think like two or three games so mm. i i can't really comment that but i i know it was it was somewhat of a disappointment to fans and a lot a lot of them just decided to stick on the the previous title from from what i remember wasn't this the one where they got rid of um didn't they go didn't they go back to treyarch and um infinity ward after this one as well yeah, this was this the sledgehammer. I think was the one that took the lead on World War Two, yeah. wasn't it? Yeah, and uh, it didn't go so well. So now it's just they went back to the two-year rotation. Yeah, certainly wrong. And um, Star Wars, Star Wars Battlefront Two. We kind of alluded to it le- earlier on with the EA thing. Um, we won't go through the whole loot box leveling up scandal, but I mean, we mentioned Battlefront One a couple of years ago, um, and it was meh. Well, Battlefront 2, the game itself was better, but the levelling up um, uh, problem was it's just it just killed the game before it even started, didn't it? Yeah, I mean, it was better in the sense that, you know, uh, the natural improvements you'd expect from 1 to 2, and also the fact that this contained a campaign. But then again, they, they may not have bothered with the campaign because it was so, so short. I mean, mm. you... you it was, I think, it was like like it took took a handful of hours to complete, from from what I remember. And then, you know, I played through it a, a, not too long ago actually, but I've just it was so forgettable. And then they added DLC that kind of linked the game into the newer movies at a later date, which added like a, another hour or something. Yes. But even even if they'd had that hour from the get go, it still would have been too short. So it was disappointing in in that sense. Um, and then obviously, as you said, the whole loop the debacle i mean I, I don't even dig up those bones but you know it was it was a disaster seemingly in a much better place now that game though at least so maybe star wars battlefront 3 will crack the code <laughs> uh, probably not um i know you're in a bit of a rush to get off but quickly your game of this year Horizon Zero Dawn, from a critical point of view, I have to have to give it to it. It's it's just it's an excellent game, and it is one of the games that belongs in the conversation for the whole gen, let alone the the year. How, how about you? Ooh, I'll cheat and say two again because they're completely different. Destiny Two because I probably spent the most time on that one, um, and Hellblade: Center was Sacrifice because Team Xbox. <laughs> it's now it's now under the umbrella, so I'm counting that. But no, that was a really interesting game. Destiny 2 is kind of still going, so that's a game for many years, whereas Hellblade was just the one. So I'll, I'll say them too. Uh, but if you had to push me, I'd say Destiny 2, just because it's still going, and it'll be interesting to see um, how it develops pre-Activision. Yeah, certainly. And to be interested to see what, what, what's to come for that game. Post-Activision, I should say. Um, but yeah, um, that's it. We will... We don't have a topic if we do next week's show, so maybe we can just cram the last three years into a show until, obviously, Microsoft buys someone five minutes after we finish this podcast. <laughs> yeah. Which always happens. Um, and I will have more on Cyberpunk, and maybe Carl will be stop playing Final Fantasy XIV. <laughs> um, yeah. 
So we will tune finish. in next time. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> uh, where we will promise to do something and then only do one year of it. Uh, but we'll finish up there. So thank you everyone for listening. We'll hopefully be back next week. Um, I think it's a League Cup week, so it's quieter for me. <laughs> um, so thank you and goodbye. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.